Hi, and welcome to All This in the Oscars 2, AwardsDaily.com's podcast on the Oscars. My name is Sasha Stone. I run the website AwardsDaily.com. I'm here with three of our editors, Ryan Adams, Clarence Moy, and Mark Johnson. Hi, guys. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, Hello, everyone. Happy Holidays. Ah, Mark. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Hi. Um, we're we're still trying to kind of piece together this crazy Oscar year because it really is it really is testing us as Oscar pundits and testing the whole system that we sort of invest in every year, which which really was had worn a groove. Like we we had it down. We had our festival season. We had our critics awards. We had our industry awards. So we had our Oscars, and it was like a well-oiled machine. And this year, it's just all upended. So all we really have are a few critics awards so far, which have been <laughs> not very helpful. If first cow is being picked by the New York <laughs> film critics, <laughs> that doesn't help us with the Oscar rules. Um, because there's no way that movie's winning Best Picture. But uh, so today we thought we'd talk about Best Director um, and maybe skip around a little bit, but that's sort of where our baseline is. So I just wrote a piece today on the site, and, and I think my sort of five right now would be David Fincher, Chloe Zhao, Paul Greengrass, Lee Isaac Chung, um, and who's my fifth? Ah. Aaron Sorkin. Oh, okay. I put Aaron Sorkin in at the last minute because I feel like Chicago 7 sort of kicking around more than I thought it would. And... I wouldn't have picked him otherwise because I feel like I thought Regina King was going to take that spot, but I, I'm not seeing enough. I'm not seeing any enthusiasm right now for her, which surprises me. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm incredibly surprised that it hasn't showed up at all yet. I mean, and granted, we haven't had that many critics groups, but we did have both um, New York and L.A. and you know, it just, it's just not really popping. And I thought mm. for sure, it just seemed like this was going to be one of the, the big titles to show. Yeah, me too. The only thing that I have, I'll just jump in. Um, the only thing, it, it, those are a very good five. The only thing that I would say about that is I, I would find it hard in 2020, the year of Black Lives Matter, to not have a, a, a black director uh. in the final five. So who do we think could could get in there? Spike Lee, maybe, or I think George C. Wolf, because I think mm. uh, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is. I'm hearing people just go nuts over it, and he is a very well respected theater director who directed the original versions of um, Angels in America. Mm. Um, I, I I'm wondering if if he That's is strong. Yeah, well, you know, I, I said in an email, a group email a couple of weeks ago that the, the more movies I see that are top contenders, the higher Ma Rainey rises up right. among them. And that it's, it's in my top three now. And uh, it's maybe number two, in fact. And, and I'm always defending it on the side. The only person who's really speaking out really highly in favor of it, really has dug in about it as Sammy, as she does every year. She picks a favorite movie that not everyone is that <laughs> enthusiastic about. And she, he, he or she, I'm saying, I'm, I'm guessing Sammy's a Samantha, but I may be wrong. But um, um, I'm, whenever I see anybody like questioning her or, or giving her a hard time about it, I, I rush in and support her because I'm, I'm on her side about this. I really 
I really was blown away by it. Remember, Sasha, the night we saw it, I, I emailed you and said I was not prepared at all for that. And I knew it was yeah. going to be impactful, but just not that much, that, not that intense. Yeah, the only thing that gives me pause is uh, my friend Michael called me yesterday to tell me that he watched it and how much he loved it. He thought it was great. Oh, good. And he was, excuse me, he was really blown away, obviously, needless to say, by Chad, Chadwick Boseman's yeah. performance, which is really a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. Yeah. It's not something you see every day. Um, and I think that's going to drive a lot of the support for it. I think it's got a SAG ensemble nomination locked because of that. Um, yeah. I My only hesitation in director is that they don't generally nominate um, plays. Uh, you know, like mm. they, they just... Mm. They have a thing well, about the, that. that. That could be the reason why One Night in Miami is not right. picking up the traction we thought because it's it's adapted from a stage play and it's even because it's confined to one small room exactly. in a motel, it is much more theatrical staging than than Rainey is really. I think That's so great. too, but I I know mm -hmm. just from my own experience that over the years that directors generally they they feel like it's already been directed. It's it's directed by the playwright. You know, and, and there's not really many mm. places you can take it. I'm trying to think of any, like, really famous play. Of course, I'm, I'm pretty sure I would bet the farm that Mike Nichols got a nomination for <laughs> Who's Afraid of Virginia No, Warren. yeah, it got so many nominations that yeah. year. I think it was nominated in, like, every category. It had to have been, right? So it is what possible. Was that, like, 67? 67? No. What year uh, was a that? little bit earlier, maybe, yeah. Yeah. And 60. Rob Marshall certainly got in for Chicago, but I remember when Rob Marshall made Chicago, he talked about how hard it is to take a, a stage play and, and translate it to, to film and, and why he wanted to change it enough so that people would mm -hmm. notice that it was a movie. And I think that that's, that's really the... I mean, I didn't think of that with, with Regina King, but I think that's exactly right. That could be why it's not standing out. Uh, Mike Nichols did get... A nomination for who's afraid of Virginia Woolf, '66. I don't know. This it's a it's a tough race to call right now. I think I, I I'm pretty confident with 11 picks that it could be, but it's there's basically one sure thing. It feels like Chloe's out, mm -hmm. and the rest is kind of mix and match based on where you where you have the rest of your predictions kind of going. Uh -huh. I I have Fincher and Sorkin just like you did, um, but I my four and five are a little bit. Uh, well, the one is Emerald Fennell. I think Promising Young Woman seems to have a lot of steam, and I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if she gets rewarded for it. And my fifth one is the one that I've been stubborn about all year, uh, waiting to see it, but it's Shaka King for Judas and the Black Messiah. That that movie, since the trailer came out in like September, I've been wanting to see probably more than any other movie. It just looks incredible, and I think there's I think there's been an early screening of it now, and I think it was positive. Right. Right, I never so, trust those, but yeah, I, I, I think that uh, I think it's it's good. It's Just always good. So to, good. <laughs> no, but the, and then there's also the United States um, versus Billy yeah. Holiday, which is coming out. Yeah, yeah, that's so. true. That's going to Hulu, I think. I heard right. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say that 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 oh. that has become complicated by the fact that Hulu bought it. Oh no, I didn't hear that. So does that make it not an Oscar contender? No, it is. They are oh. treating it like a. Um, they have a couple of other things like run i think is still an oscar contender oh, even God. though it's <laughs> um another movie that go on i thought you were finished go ahead i am, I am. 
Sorry. <laughs> Another movie that has had some recent controversy where the, I believe the controversy is actually going to help it is Minari because I think everyone is just so um, yeah. bothered by the fact that the Golden Globes are trying to claim it's a foreign language right. film. That it's a foreign film, even though it's one, as, as it, so many people have said it's one of the most American films in the running this year. Does that could really help Lee Isaac, Isaac Chung um, make it into the top five? Yeah, I know, and I, I was arguing with that point because, I mean, even though I shouldn't, because I know it's all publicity, and it's it's good publicity for the movie. It actually helps mm -hmm. it. But uh, but I do feel like if they have that sort of, that that's a really good way to draw attention to the movie, you know, where it might not mm -hmm. have had it otherwise. So I, feel, I felt mixed about even bringing it up, but I, I did sort of feel like I needed people to know that, like, it's probably in this category just so that it can win in this category, <laughs> like, Right. Uh -huh. You know, could be. Yeah. Um, David Holland uh, was saying they were racist, but I, I didn't really go along with that. I don't think that they are particularly racist. The Golden Globes. I mean, they. You know. I, I just think they have a different way of defining their best foreign language film than the Oscars have in defining their best international film. I think the Golden Globes really do base it strictly on amount of language that is spoken on screen, and they with a stopwatch but whereas the oscars don't do it that way they look at where it's produced who produces it who directed it the nationality of the people and the topics and themes of the movie and things like that mm -hmm. rather than just breaking it down into how much of a different language is spoken on screen which is pretty narrow-minded i think but it's it's the way the golden globes do it and that's that's it's their right to do it whichever way they want um but it's actually not as far as i as far as I can tell this year, this is not an especially strong year for international films. Right. I don't know that many movies that are really hear a lot about another round and uh, gosh, what else besides another round? Is, That's what's so strange is, is that I was I was chatting with Chris Tapley about cinematography and I got to four out of five. And, and he said the last one is some foreign language film that nobody knows about yet. And I was like, yeah, usually that's how it goes. Usually there's one, mm -hmm. you know, there's a Cold War or there's something that, that is out there that is just spectacular that you know is going to get in. But it feels like this year there's just not any, hardly, unless we're just not, no, we don't know about them yet. No, I think you're right. I mean, I have noticed when you do your your roundup of your state of the race and you do you you do your categories, I'll I'll sneak in and I'll fill in a fifth. You leave the you left it the fifth spot just blank a couple of times, and just out of my obsessive compulsion thing that I can't stand to see just like I can't stand to see an empty slot. I go in, but I don't. I'm just doing it just by guessing. I don't. It's it's not that anything is really all that outstanding. Cinematography wise, right? Yeah, cinematography is what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, and, and, and I'm just going by. that's a good segue into what I wanted to, what I was writing about today, which was, you know, usually the Oscars are about the big screen, right? They're they're about movies on the big screen, but we have for the last you know decade or so, maybe longer, been talking about how a movie also has to play on screener because that's usually how a, a good majority of voters see the movie. So we'd always have that conversation, like. You know, if it's a Christopher Nolan movie, um, you know, or 1917, like how is it going to play on screen? Or we know it's great on the big screen, but does it translate? And so obviously this year, every movie is 
does it translate? And I was watching Wonder Woman last night and I was like, okay, this movie definitely does not translate to the small screen. Maybe it's good when you're sitting in the theater and you're watching it and you're with your friends and you're having this experience, but it, it in no way can be what it's supposed to be watching it on TV. You know, so what do you guys think about that? In I terms do of agree the movies, with that as far, especially as far as Wonder Woman '84 goes, it was it was felt a lot like watching Avatar on TV for me. Remember how oh we were all kind of blown away when we saw Avatar in 3D, <laughs> but then on on the small screen, it was like watching a cartoon. That was terrible. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, I, I I remember watching Avatar. I went to see it in IMAX, and there was only one section of the film that really engaged me, and that was when he wrote the um, the Sam Washington character, I don't remember his name, um, wrote the Banshee for the first time. And that's when, yeah. like, the, the, the 3D and the big screen, it all just kind of clicked, and it was just amazing. But the rest of that movie was three hours of, of bamboo under my fingernails. I, <laughs> and then I got out of it, and then people were like, Oh, I want to live in, in Pandora. I, I want to see this movie again and again. And then it kept making more and more money. And then I'm like, I have died and I am in hell. <laughs> this is so what funny. hell is. A James Cameron movie that everybody loves and I don't. Everybody loves it. Ryan and I were totally nuts for it. I was too. <laughs> we were just into it big time. I was into the theatrical experience. But like you say, yeah. like at some point it was one of those movies people tease me about because I did turn on Avatar <laughs> Like I was for it and then I was against it for some reason. Um, <laughs> I don't remember why, but <laughs> oh, it was, up, it was up against Bigelow. Yeah, it was up against right? Bigelow. You loved Hurt Locker, I think, that year, right? Yeah, probably that. Probably that. Yeah. The um, Oscar race, probably. It turns us against movies we like. It sometimes. really does. I mean, it doesn't feel like that this year for some reason because no. we just don't have a real race, you know? Yeah. That's, I think that's part of it. And why predicting this year is so hard is we have such a lull in the schedule. Uh, you know, you've, we've seen most contenders and now we have some critics organizations weighing in, but we still have so long before God. anything that really matters to really paint the picture. Well, I just was looking at the calendar and usually the golden globes are really early. You know, they come yeah. out very, very early in the race, but they're not even going to start voting until mid January. <laughs> Okay. God, this time last year I was packing my bags. For even their nominations, you mean, right? Even oh. their for even their nominations. Oh yeah, so the Golden the Globes, Globes aren't nomin aren't voting until mid-January, right? But I feel like, and I could be wrong. This is my my uh, my estimation of how it's going to go. Is once the Golden Globes lay it down, then we're going to have like forget the critics, like L.A. and New York, forget it. Like they don't have anything to do with it this year because they stuck to their guns and they stuck to their schedule and they said we're going to stay out of the Oscar race which is to their credit you know um, <clears throat> but I feel like the Golden Globes are a different story they're going to be big publicity event they're going to nail down five directors and five best pictures it'll be a huge publicity thing people will get really upset by it probably whatever it happens but, um, but that's really going to be when Oscar season starts I think and that's like the old days, you guys. I don't know if any of you, Mark, you remember for sure the old days yeah. of Oscar watching way, way back when. Yeah. <laughs> don't age me. The gladiator days. <laughs> like... Oh, that's way back? <laughs> that's yeah, I, I definitely remember that at least. I, I remember back to the 80s, to be honest. <laughs> you do, right? Rain, yeah, Rain Man was my first uh, <laughs> Oscar ceremony that I watched. Oh, as far no as like way. just watching it, but as far as like predicting and things, that was more like 97. 
Titanic here. No, same with me. Same with me. In fact, yeah. I can find, I was on this group, Cinema L, which was a Usenet group. I can find my old postings because they're all archived on Google Groups. And I can yeah. search for my old, I was sstone at primenet.com. <laughs> and <laughs> I can find my my very first, that was the first thing oh, that got me interested awesome. was the Titanic year because everybody was saying LA Confidential was going to win. And I was like, no way, yeah, Titanic. No way. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Everybody wanted yes. LA Confidential to win, I think. Michael's still mad about that. <laughs> Titanic's great, though. I love Titanic. Yeah, it is. I love LA Confidential, too. It's a good year. It's a good year, but there's no... Yeah. First of all, as I wrote as I wrote in my piece, but <laughs> as I wrote in my piece, <laughs> the Titanic this year would never win Best Picture because it couldn't be seen. Titanic's oh, uh, you know, yeah. success was that it kept showing in the theater and people kept going to see it, you know? Um, and without that big screen experience, there's no way you could make that movie win. Ellie Confidential would probably have a better shot. Yeah, I agree. I bet they would have pushed it. Even, oh, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, as far as screen size goes, I mean, now at least we have 65-inch screens. Right. And that's the thing is, like, the buzz that we're, we're counting on is not the buzz that we usually have. And yeah, the thing is, is that what we don't have right now is studio might. We don't have publicists and studio might that's uh, showing what if they land a, a best, you know, if the Golden Globes go for it, then yeah. then it's in. Right. No question mm -hmm. about it. I actually think they will go for it myself. Um, and I mean, another thing, too, that's helpful for a movie like News of the World this year is but even though we we have a pretty solid idea of what the top four or even five best picture contenders will be but then there's a then there's one of those situations where there's a gap it's like a big drop off in in whether and in which would be which will be the next three or four and since there's such a big gap it's not it's not i guess what i'm saying is there's not any sure things set number six or seven and so that that leaves the six and seven spots pretty open pretty wide open for a movie like news of the world to fill Right. Yeah, now, if, if we're looking in the Oscar race, if you take out the industry, you take out why people make movies at all for audiences, you take out power of director and power of studio, and you just look at, you know, the people that we know and the people who are watching movies online, film Twitter, basically, and film critics, you know that your top five would probably look something like, um, <clears throat> probably be Nomadland, Mank, Promising Young Woman, Never, rarely, sometimes, <laughs> always, and like you know, some other M Minari, you know, like these. First cow. And first cow. <laughs> like I feel like, you know, these movies have buzz and energy. Yeah. Around our group because they are, you know, they answer a call. They answer a call for women. They answer a call for directors of color. They do all that, but what they don't do is sort of bolster the Hollywood machine. You know, and mm -hmm. the Oscar race, in my experience, has been a lot about that. The table legs of the industry, you know, the Oscar race, the meat and potatoes are movies, you know, that come out of the studios that are like news of the world, like that are big budget, you know, wide expanse movies that make a lot of money, have big stars in them. And that's the only movie this year that does is news of the world. Chicago 7 too, but it has it's under the Netflix umbrella. So it's not mm -hmm. counted as one of the big studio films. And in fact, News of the World, I think, other than Nomadland, a searchlight, which is a subsidiary of Disney, um, 
Universal's the only studio movie in the race. Yeah, um, unless, of course, you count Judas and the Black Messiah. Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, it's Warner Brothers, so I'm, I, I'm hoping that at least for that. Um, uh, Paramount, I guess, has United States. Oh no, did they sell? The, yeah, I know they. I know it went to Hulu. Did they? Did they sell it to them? Like, is, or is it like? Oh uh, yeah, okay. Wolf. Yeah. So yeah, not really too many big studio names. Mm, yeah, it looks like this is his first um, feature film. Yeah, that makes sense. He's on um, TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But luckily, like... it... go ahead, Clarence. But luckily, it'll be all over HBO Max when it opens. <laughs> 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 Why do you say that? Why will it be? Is that Warner Brothers now? It's Warner Brothers. Yeah. yeah. It's, one of, the, oh, it's one of the 10 or 11 Warner Brothers movies that they said are going day in, day um, theater and uh, streaming same day. Oh, my God. Perfect. Stop the world. I want to get off. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. I mean, I'm kind of loving it. I'm not going to lie. Well, I mean, we get access to it for sure. Yeah. But, like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to. Hopefully, the pandemic will be over so I can go see something like Dune on right. a big screen because you right. can't watch Dune on a. Well, exactly. That's why I felt bad for Wonder Woman 84. Like, I, I saw that movie and I was like, yeah, okay. Well, if I was in a theater with my daughter and we were having popcorn and we were watching this thing, we would have loved it probably. Like, it didn't even have to be a good movie. It wouldn't have mattered. It was the experience of it, you know. But you're watching it on the small screen. The effects look terrible. Like, <laughs> what's there? Nothing. But I think that some of these movies do, like, for instance, Nomadland, it's not going to matter, right? I think Mank probably looks better on the big screen. Um, one of the problems you, that we're having this year that we're going to have is that it's like with Roma. If, if voters had to see Roma on their TV, it, it probably wouldn't have done very well. The fact that people were trapped in the movie theater and they had to watch it <laughs> and they couldn't turn it off. They had to get past that first 30 minutes. And once you get past a 30-minute mark, you see this great movie unfold with Roma, you know. But if you can't make it through that first 30 minutes, you're just going to turn it off, you know. Um, that's my worry for this year is how many of these movies are they just going to turn off? And how many yeah. are they going to watch all the way through, you know? So a, slow, a movie that starts slow may suffer more. Exactly. Or, or like Mank, which is complicated and hard to yeah. watch and requires your full attention. And if you're sitting in a theater... And you're trapped yeah. there. You're going to be forced to focus on it. But if you're not, you right. might just go, oh, forget this. You know, I'm turning it off. That's why I think, Mark, you're really spot on to to call out Emerald um, Fennel for Promising Young Woman because I, that movie snaps on right. small screen. I mean, it, it, yeah. it the color palette just blows, you know, you're, it just blows you away. And yeah. while I initially I thought, Perhaps her recognition would come in the screenwriting category, which I do think she's going to get nominated there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's it's really taking on. Um, so we'll, we'll see, but I, I think possibly she could get in there. It just she's, it just feels like that movie has had more. And I, I get I'm in a bubble on Twitter, but right. no matter what who who sees it, it seems like everybody likes that one. Yeah, I mean, I feel like when I think about that movie, I feel excited, you know. And there's yeah. not a lot I can say that about. Uh, right. the movies this year where it just makes me feel like thrilled and excited that it exists you know yeah. um, I don't know what sure. that means I mean it, you know usually I'm sort of conditioned to sort of you know demote women in my mind just because of out of habit yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know can two women get in a year sure they well, could, I, you know? I think what it means maybe more than anything is, is Carrie Mulligan 
um, right. and her chances of winning. Right. Uh, the actress are probably. I, I mean, I moved her to my number one. Oh wow! Especially after L.A., uh, she won Best Actress there. So it's. I, I think I, I and I get what you said earlier about the critic situation, and I, I I know that they're going to matter a little bit less this year in some ways, but I think in some other ways they may matter more, at least for us, um, because it's consensus, right? So we don't get to see box office receipts or maybe audience score reactions, but we do get to see groups rallying around certain things, and I think things like First Cow we can separate from Oscar, but things like Carrie Mulligan winning. I don't know. I think I, I think that shows popularity and consensus, maybe. Okay, but it's so same, her, her Carrie Mulligan this year seems to me a lot like uh, Natalie Portman in uh, um, Black Swan. Black Swan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Same same kind of where the movie might not necessarily be. Yeah. You know, the movie may, is not going to win Best Picture, but that doesn't matter because. Yeah. The, the movie is just all about her, all about the sing, so singularly about the one female central she's role, due. which is yeah. Okay, she's I think I'm yeah, okay. in the same, and in the same way, right? That she's due. I'm gonna move her to my best director five now because if it is indeed well, a Black Swan situation, then then that movie's gonna be a strong contender across the yeah. board. I think so because it's just so stylish, so dang stylish, yeah. and much more so than really any other. Any other movie I can think of that we've been talking about so far? Although I I I I maintain that Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is really stylish, and visually it's really sure. fascinating. And there, I can't couldn't I couldn't take my eyes off it because it's so beautiful. The cinematography and and the costumes and the sets and everything. Yeah, the sets, the sets especially. Uh, yeah. I think. So um, uh, so promising young woman. What studio is that? Universal. Yeah. Oh, it's focus, focus. right? Yeah. It's focus. focus. Okay. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. So focus and Universal. Universal has News of the World and it has Tenet. If you, I think thought that was Warner the... Brothers. Or no, that's Warner Brothers. That's yeah. Warner. I'm sorry, that's Warner Brothers. That's so, not in yeah. there. No, that's probably not in there. Okay, focus features. So, because I got a really massive, yeah, ad, a massive ad buy from Universal. <laughs> So I'm trying to figure out if it's for News of the World or for uh, for Promising Young Woman. It's probably both. Oh man! You know? Yeah. Well, Promising Young Woman was Focus. Right, but I mean, maybe he's buying for both. You know. Oh, yeah. Oh, he it's Focus owned by Universal. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's their subsidiary, but but um, and I can't remember if they buy separately or oh, not. Um, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, they're they're, they're small right. studio of it, but um. But the reason that I got the ad buy is because Tony Angelotti uh, is my friend, and he he makes sure to. I shouldn't drink nice. so much wine. I'm like confessing shit to you guys. You shouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever, whatever gets you keep you know, gets staying you. in business. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. It's my it's my only income. So, but uh, but yeah, it, it puts me in a weird position this year because you know usually it's like movies that are are easy sells you know um but i'm just wondering in news of the world i don't know like i loved it personally but i don't know yeah. i mean is it is it not is it gonna sink like a stone no idea yeah i don't think it'll sink i mean western's a hard genre i think for a lot of people but i think with tom hanks you know leading the way in it i think that draws a lot of attention to it you know, yeah so 
Right. I think so, too. I mean, it, I'm helped along by the fact that I love the movie. So thank God. Yeah, but, for sure. <laughs> but I, I'm move. getting the vibe that a lot of other people don't really. So it's that's going to be tough. I had him there for a long time because I love I mean, everything Greengrass has made is has been pretty awesome. Um, but I just I wonder as far as like there's just so many. Uh, you know, I think you at least with me when I'm doing predictions, I'm I'm almost like telling a story. You know, my my predictions basically fall off picture, so it starts there, and then what's the story or theme of this mm-hmm. year? And and I think you've mentioned it a couple times about you know the female or the or the minority winner mm-hmm. like Chloe Zhao or yeah, you know, I think that's part of why I'm I'm pushing Emerald Fennell in there and why I'm still holding on to Shaka King, but like right on the cusp, I have Regina King, Spike Lee, and Lee Isaac Chung that I all that I put above Paul Greengrass because I could see any one of those filling that. Um, and I don't want to make it sound like the token no, I spot get or anything like that, but they're all they're all deserving. There's a lot of really good, you know, equal footing. It seems. Yeah. And another thing in in uh, favor of news of the world is we're, we we'll be looking for we'd be wanting to look for another top category, and since it's an adapted screenplay, we have two or three sure thing adapted screenplays. What like Nomadland and My Rainy, yeah. and um, probably the father. Possibly, yeah. Um, one possibly night one Miami. night in Miami. Yeah, right. Yeah. And after that, there's it leaves room for News of the World to be in, in to make it right. into adapted. I think. Yep. Yeah, Although uh, probably Charlie Kaufman will get in because you know how the writers adore and <sighs> idolize him. Forget but, that. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine. You know, I mean, that, <laughs> but it could just could happen. I mean, I'm just saying that that's another possibility <laughs> for uh, for the fourth and fifth slot. But I do think News of the World sends a really good chance because I think that the adapted screenplays is a little bit shallow this year. I shouldn't shut you down, Ryan, because you know what? You're always right. You're always right with these wild calls. You are You're the only person who predicted Bo Burnham would win for um, eighth grade. It, it's just, it's true. And and I, you know, actually, you know, speaking of Chris Tapley, he also said that there was a really good chance that that movie could get a cinematography nomination. The guy Which who shot, yeah, I guess oh. he's like, didn't he, the, the cinematographer also shot Cold War, I think? Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly, yes. And he's one of the only nominees the only potential nominees this year who's ever been nominated before the other top contenders that we've been talking about they've you is you don't really recognize i don't recognize their names offhand and none of them have ever been nominated hmm. well, except, except maybe uh hoyt van hoyt hoyt oh right yeah, but like, but he's I a, yeah but i don't yeah. think that that's but yeah i think gonna... i think you're right because i think um eric messer schmidt is yeah. the guy that did mank and i think that's his first film isn't yeah, it? it is. Yeah, right. Yeah, so there's a there's a lot of newer names. I think you have you have a couple of veterans like uh, Papa Michael for uh, Trial of Chicago Seven if that gets in. Sean oh, right. Bobbitt. Yeah, yeah. And it was a good looking yeah. movie. That was oh yeah. Oh, that's, and, that's uh, the thing is like. Did it, uh, Matthew Labatique, uh shoot prom? Oh. We don't want to forget prom. Oh, did he really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. That's the thing is yeah. they go by that. That's one of the categories where the name really does matter. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, yeah, who the so. person mm-hmm. is. That's, yeah. that's one of the ones. Um, and so I, I definitely have to like rethink that category a little bit in terms of that. That's how Chris always gets it right every year. Is he goes by the names. Um, right. He doesn't mm-hmm. always just go by any. He, he has that theory down pat about how they like a black and white movie, you know, oh, yeah. um, and they like it. They love the. Um, the the foreign language film cinematographers the 
are a little more experimental than American filmmakers would be. But um, so think about that. I'm thinking about ending things, guy. In cinematography, it's a possibility. My theory just, is that it's an unwatchable movie, but oh, I don't know. Yeah, me too. I, 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 it was a struggle for me to make it through, but I'm just saying that writers really idolize him. And, he, and I'm just reading right now on Wikipedia that in the Writers Guild, when they did their 101 greatest screenplays of all time, Kaufman has three of them, three wow. of the 100 best screenplays of all time. Wow. And, yeah. So that's for Adaptation, Eternal Sunshine, and... John Malkovich? Probably, yeah, John Malkovich. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he is an amazing writer. You got to give him that. Yeah, yeah, he just didn't put those skills on display. <laughs> right. I think <laughs> he just, like, over the years, it's, for me, he's just become really, really self indulgent. Yeah, that's the right yeah. term. Exactly. And lost me at some point. That's how I feel is self indulgent. And almost, almost like with moments that are br brilliant and beautiful, but overall, mm -hmm. sort of a slog, you know? Well, it's like you've always said, you need a, the best movies come from a director who shapes a screenplay. Right. And he did not do that. I mean, he, he, he directed, he directed that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's totally self-indulgent and it's, and he reshaped the novel to be all about poor me, poor, lonely, you know, writer without a girlfriend or whatever. And it, <laughs> the novel is not like that at all. The novel is a horror novel. Oh, oh, I love that. I love horror novels. Yeah. Um, that's the thing is like, that's my problem with uh, Chicago 7. I think that, you know, the, the phrase in, in writing is murder your darlings, you know, like you have yeah. to be able to let go of the things you absolutely love if they're if they're dragging down the whole project. That's why my favorite movies are collaborations with different writers and different directors. I think those make for the best films of all time. Very few of them can do both really well. The Coen brothers, obviously, um, one example. Paul Thomas Anderson, probably another. Anderson, maybe. Yeah, it was. I mean, you have to be able to be disciplined, and Aaron Sorkin is such a wordsmith, and he loves his, as Woody Allen would say, every writer's married to every line. <laughs> and <laughs> I think he could have done for Chicago 7 with a little bit of paring that down, which he would have done if he had been working with a different director. You know, they would have forced him to do that but he didn't do it because he was directing it. So I feel like he, to me, it's like it was almost a good movie. Shave off a quarter of the dialogue and you would have had a great movie. You know, uh, it's just my own personal opinion. It doesn't really matter. I feel like one of the reasons why I'm not totally abandoning Chicago 7 is I feel like of the movies that we're, we're talking about in this race so far, what is accessible to people? You know, what are what is your average person going to sit? Like, think about, what Dave Carger used to call Joe the sound guy. Joe the sound guy was his sort of barometer for predicting the Oscars. He always said, what is Joe the sound guy like, you know? And you have to think like, what, what of these movies? Like, forget about critics for a minute, you know? Right. Forget about like Ava DuVernay. <laughs> think about Joe the sound guy, you know? And, and I feel like Joe the sound guy is gonna like Chicago 7. For sure. You know, right? I think, I think it seems like the most accessible by far. Right of the, of the picture nominees, like I what's mean, Joe the sound yeah. guy gonna make of Nomadland? <laughs> like, I don't right, know if he's gonna right. Like him. Well, yeah, or you know, Mank obviously is gonna uh, yeah. go over heads and things, and Minari. I mean, it's got subtitles. Is that? I mean, is that gonna scare away Joe the sound guy? I mean, I don't know. 
know. Uh, he might he might be into that one a little bit because it's about farming. Oh, Minari, but... Minari is my favorite, so I I hope Joe the Sound Guy likes it. But no, it's it's right, but I... but Joe the Sound Guy wants to sit back yeah. and watch a movie and not have to think about it too much. You know. Yeah. Well, and try. I think that's the thing about Trial. It's it's the most accessible. It's entertaining and funny at times, and it's you know timely. It feels like, and it's a big actor movie. Uh, and you know, I think. Yeah, I think I mentioned this last time, but you know, SAG. I expect it to be a contender for SAG Ensemble. Right. And I think if, if that's the mm-hmm. case, then it's, you know, that's one of the best precursors you can get, as uh, Parasite showed last year. Right. And Nomadland is not going to be there. No. Yeah, Nomadland. So... I would imagine is almost ineligible, isn't it? I think so. Because I I yeah, the cast yeah. is all like real people, which is kind of mm-hmm. neat but it hurts its chances there. <laughs> and someone right. told me recently, I don't know who it was. I might have been you, Clarence. I can't remember. But someone said to me that nobody would want to admit this, but the people that she meets in Nomadland would, <laughs> would be Trump supporters. <laughs> oh, I can't take credit for that. <laughs> I forget who it was who told me that. <laughs> but that's it's pop, so true. <laughs> like yeah, they could never admit pop. it, but you know that's what. That's what they... Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like I outsiders. I need to get a screener of it. <laughs> oh, you did you not get one yet? We have to get no. one for you. Yeah, um, I need yeah. to see it again because I, oh. uh, you warned me, Sasha, not to go see it at that drive-in. But um, it was the only chance at the f- film festival here in North Carolina. Um, they had it at a drive-in, and uh, I, they did have it in a in a traditional theater. But I remain uncomfortable with going into theaters. Um, yeah. And so I saw it in that experience, and it was not. That's not a drive-in movie. That's a <laughs> yeah. It just and I, I really did not like it. As far as these things matter, the screener folder for Nomadland just stands out from all the others. All the others are glossy; they all look alike, and they all have the same sort of typical blurbs. Um, Nomadland um, folder for the screener is is really like raw. Um, paper, like real rough raw paper, and right inside the inside flap is this long quote by Chloe Zhao that really is more about what she learned personally making the movie than about the movie itself. Instead of having critics, yeah. five stars or whatever, she talked about mm. how her own feelings about the movie. It really stands out as a presentation for the screener as far as things like that may matter to, to, to voters. I'll tell you this, impressed. honestly, mm. nobody does it better than Searchlight Man. They know mm. how to drive a best picture home like nobody else. Like they're the best. Well, they're they're one of I'd say top three best. And, and you know you got to give it to Neon now because they they brought home um, Parasite. But in general, consistently speaking, the Searchlight team they know exactly what they're doing. Like they're not even releasing this movie till February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. So um, they're they're gonna play it really well. Uh, I I think that she's their best bet of selling it. You know, sell her, sell Chloe Zhao, rather than the yeah. movie, and you'll win. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying the movie doesn't deserve it. I'm saying that it, sure. that it's infused with people's goodwill towards her and towards her talent, um, mm-hmm. and because she's a good director, and it's it's a it's her sensibilities that I think make the movie good as opposed to whatever the movie's about. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, Exactly. And that's, that's what I, I, get, I guess a better way to describe the, the, the screener presentation is it seems like very handmade. 
It's a very handmade looking thing. It looks like something that you would go to the, um, an art supply store and get a really crafty paper and just make yourself and then 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 inscribe it yourself on the inside. Mm. It's very personalized. Whereas the others just look like every other screener. Listen folder. to Ryan with all of really his screeners. Well Jeez. Like, I don't have any. That's the only one I have. I don't have any other screeners. <laughs> Do you have a bunch of them sitting there or something? Oh, my gosh, like 25. Oh, my oh, God. Really? I don't have because a single other one. It's for, from, uh, from the Galica, from Galica, Galica uh, Film Critics Group. How, which they, ones they, do you have? Gay, lesbian critics. Line. Any good ones? I mean, all of a sudden, they just started coming like, I mean, one day, literally, the post office, you know how the, had the post office crates, those big white crates that the post office uses? Mm -hmm. They brought me so many one day right after Christmas that they just <laughs> left the entire crate on my front step. Oh, my God. Step. I'm so glad it didn't There's get like stolen. Like <laughs> they just, now you're now officially a branch of the post office. <laughs> <laughs> so one which day. ones, Ryan, any good ones that you have? Oh, just everything. You name it. I've just got them all. And things that I haven't even really heard of too much, but I'm just looking forward to seeing. Watch uh, watch Palm Springs if you haven't already. Oh, yeah. That came, that came uh, today or yesterday. Oh, God, yeah. I love it. The Hulu. Yeah. What is Palm Springs mm -hmm. about? Uh, it's basically like a Groundhog's Day kind of deal where um, this character played by uh, Adam Sandberg, I think his name. I always screw that up, but uh, he's he's kind of stuck in this loop of repeating time and someone else kind of gets stuck in it with him. And I don't want to say much more than that, but it's, uh, it's funny and it's creative. Mm. It's very creative. Story kind of. And it makes it. And, and, oh, you did it see it. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, I cool. saw it uh, on, on Hulu oh, okay, before the yeah. screener. Yeah. Okay. So I've already seen it, but yeah, it's, it's, that's a great description. It's a great comparison to, compared to Groundhog Day. It, and it uh, holds together logically the same yeah. with the same tightness as Groundhog Day did, whereas a lot of those movies fall apart when you try to think about them too much. And it's really pretty complicated as far as metaphysically goes, you know, but it all it's all explained away pretty well, the way that he's, he keeps trying to relive the same situation over and over until he gets it right. Yeah. J.K. Simmons sort of. has a nice uh, small role in it, too. Well, they, I got some swag from them. They sent me beer. <laughs> so oh, nice. I'm thinking yeah, I should, It's, it's you know. fun. It's it's an entertaining watch. Oh, well, that's good. Um, So do you think yeah. it might make it into Golden Globe comedy? I, I guess that's what they're hoping for, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Screenplay, I think, is probably its best shot as far as Oscar. Yeah. But yeah, comedy. As far as Oscar, right. So is original screenplay? Uh, it is original, so yeah. yeah. And I'm not ordinarily fond of him at all. I can sometimes I'm not either. barely tolerate Yeah, but, but this is a perfect movie for him, though. Really, yeah, really absolutely. upgrade for him. Yep. Are you I talking agree. about Andy Samberg, the actor, or the... Andy Samberg, that's the name. I always I say Adam because he reminded me of Adam Sandler so much <laughs> on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But it's Andy Samberg, yeah. Oh, yeah. my daughter loves him because he's on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She loves yeah. that show. Um, she might like it. Yeah, she definitely would. She definitely would. Um, so, all right. So, really quickly, what do you guys think the Golden Globes are going to do with Best Director? And you, everybody knows that they like stars. So, we think that the, probably, I'm guessing that Aaron Sorkin's getting in there, considering yeah. they like Aaron Sorkin. Wouldn't be surprised then with Regina King, maybe. Yeah. I think you got to say Chloe Zhao. And then I think that's a good shot for Emerald Fennell, maybe at that point. 
I don't know who the fifth would be. She, Maybe Spike Lee. I don't think Emerald Fennell is a big enough star for them. I think it's going to be Fincher. But that, but that movie might play well for them. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. That's tough. They, they, they really like movies. They like they like um, movies about American history. So that's a plus okay. for One Night in Miami. And they also like movies that are, are satires of American life, which is a, a plus mm -hmm. for um, Promising Young Woman. I'm gonna, make, they like movies that kind of smear America, you know, how, kind of mock well, America. Spike, Spike Lee's probably got a good shot with the five bloods then, right? But how are they going to react to make? Yeah. I don't know. I think yeah. they're going to not snub David Fincher. Yeah. I don't know. They do like Fincher, though. They were the only, the, the year that that um, he he won he won the Golden Globe for Social Network. When that's right. And if 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 Mank is going to be snubbed in award season, I just as soon have it be over with with the Golden Globes. <laughs> like let's just let's just let it end there. But I don't right. think that'll happen. I think they will. I don't know. It's a it's a good question actually. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. I have no idea what what gets in there. That's a good question. But if you don't hit there, your chances are pretty slim that you're going to get into the DGA after. Yeah. Um, but my guess is that the Golden Globes are going to go. I'm going to guess this after being in this race for 20 years, <laughs> covering yeah. it and knowing them pretty well. I'm going to go with Aaron Sorkin for sure as a lock for Chicago Seven. And remember, with the Globes, you have to remember that they are very cozy with studio publicists, right? So mm -hmm. that means that Lisa Tayback with Netflix is going to have to sell all these movies. Like she's got all these movies to sell to the Globes. She knows which ones are going to... God, you guys, you know, for that, George Clooney could get a Best Director nomination for mm. Midnight. Even though it's not a very good movie, mm. they love George Clooney, right? Mm -hmm. And And... So that's going to be a tough one for them is to figure out who's getting in. But I feel like their top tier is David Fincher, and they're going to push him hardest. So I think it's going to be David Fincher, Aaron Sorkin, Chloe Zhao for sure. Those are the three locks to yeah. me at the Globes. I don't know about right. Oscar, but um, but the, but at the Globes for sure those three. And then two slots. So I'm going to say Lee Isaac Chung because after this Golden Globe embarrassment, oh. they're going to be defensive. And they're going to mm -hmm. want to put him in there to show that they're not racist. So, <laughs> uh, let me let me ask though. I don't know enough about the Golden Globe rules, but but since it doesn't qualify in uh, as Best Picture, will it qualify? Yes. In, in any other category besides, have they done that before? Have yep. they nominated a director? Okay, Ro I didn't know. Roma, yeah. Roma won okay. Best Director, yeah. and it was nominated in foreign language. So yeah, though, and I think Parasite was nominated. Yeah, Parasite probably was nominated. Yeah. I don't know if he won. No, he didn't because Sam Mendes. Did Sam Mendes? I think Sam Mendes won yeah. for nineteen seventy. Yeah, I think so. You know, we have not talked about that could be right on the cusp of all of these categories is Florian Zeller for in the Fob. Exactly, I we know. But that's seen that movie at all. But yeah. that's another one that's a play. And so yeah. that's a tough oh, okay. one. But yeah. Right. Right. Um so those are my three and then I, I'm gonna say did I say was Lee Isaac Chung my fourth and then my fifth will be Paul Greengrass. Those are my five that sounds for, right. Um, sounds right. I me. don't think the Globes are going to go for Promising Young Woman, except that they're putting it in comedy. And I don't. No, think... they moved it back to drama. Oh, they did. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. They did that uh, right before Christmas. Wow. Well, that that makes it harder for that movie now. I mean, it's the right choice, but it just means it won't get in for Best Picture. It's a shame. Because comedy. Well, maybe it will get in. It'll get... No, no, it won't. It won't. It would get in under comedy. 
it would have. For sure, right. Yeah. But it can compete in drama in a way. And it is so funny, that movie. It is funnier than most comedies this year. I mean, I, 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 found, I was, I was um, just, you know, it's like that. I, it's the kind of humor I like. It's the kind of like you laugh and gasp at the same time. I like the movies that 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 are just shockingly funny. I do you know, too. Like spit, in my, spit in my coffee, funny. Right. <laughs> I, I agree. Did, talking about Globes, did you catch that um, they're allowing Hamilton to compete? Oh, oh God. God. Right. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that'll show up in the. Uh, I think that'll probably show up in comedy musical. Oh, yeah, dear. For sure. If they're, they're allowing Hamilton, why, I wonder why would why will they not then allow small acts? Well, because they have their TV categories the same night, so small right. acts is going to be dominate probably in the television awards, the Globes that night. And small acts was never intended to be a theatrical True. release, yeah. and uh, and Hamilton was. Right, right. Hamilton. That's boy, that's. Yeah. I would not want to go up against Hamilton. <laughs> No, and, and performances are also globe, globe eligible. Oh wow! What is their performance? I'm curious. Oh, yeah, okay. Leslie hmm. Jr., Lin Manuel Miranda, and Philippa Sue are all um, eligible for Golden Globe consideration. Well, they're all going to get in. Yeah, for sure. So the thing about it is that the Golden Globes are such a great publicity event. Obviously, needless to say, um, I'm stating the obvious, but. Uh, and so, you know, if it gets if it gets um, uh, in, there's a good chance that it'll win and it'll give it a big boost for the Oscar race, which is insane. But, but I is think it el- is it eligible for Oscar yet? Oh no, they said it wasn't, right? So for, right now it's not, but it was, you know, wasn't eligible for Globe until they mentioned that, I guess. But yeah, I'm I'm real curious if it if it was if it was deemed eligible for Oscar. I mean, I'd probably move it to my number one spot. <laughs> Honest, honestly, it's so beloved, and it was really damn good. It's just my, yeah, I just it's not a movie. I don't know. I have a hard time with it. I do too, but it's yet another. Um, I just yeah. have to tell you guys, as I'm sitting here, I'm looking out the window and I'm looking at this mountain range, and the moon is coming up as I'm talking to you. Like it's actually a moonrise mm. that I'm watching. It's so beautiful. It's, it's a full moon tonight. Tonight's yeah, a full moon. It's really, really. I wish I could show you what it looks like, but there's no way my camera would capture it. Um, but, uh, but I think that that. Um, so if if you take out Hamilton, what would have been the Globes frontrunner for musical and comedy? The prom. <laughs> All right. So Maybe. now the prom. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, seriously. Could uh, are they did they call Mount Ma, Ma Rainey musical or no? No, that's a drama. Okay. Anything else is comedy that they that we know of? Um, Soul. Is that eligible? I don't think they nominate animated films outside of the animation no, category. Not a chance. Okay. Okay. Not a chance. But Palm Springs would get in. Well, Ham- <laughs> maybe <laughs> Hamilton's yeah. gonna sweep if it's in that category. So that is over that race. Um, so, prom on the rocks would be in that category. Borat, right. I think, would be there too. Um, right. It's it's like five <laughs> five things. So, um, the five that we've just named. Palm Springs, On the Rocks, Hamilton, uh, Borat, and uh, um, Prom. You know, that's sad because 
it's sad about Promising Young Woman. I know people were horrified that it was in comedy, but it really had a good chance. That's going to kill it now because it won't it make it funny. into drama. I hate. I mean, is it wrong to say that? I don't know. It I is. Laugh, it's right? black humor, you know. Yeah. Ooh, are we talking about Promising Young Woman? Yeah. 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 Right. It is funny. I mean, and you know, yeah. she's known for 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 dark, her, her dark comedy and, and, and on television too. That's that's her style. And I I mean, I'm I would have been I would have been okay with it. Uh, being in the comedy category, oh, it's just really dark humor. That's all, and I love it. Right. It's not. It's not like yeah. we're saying what happened to the character. No, of course is funny. not. It's no. just the way that right. you know. It's dark humor. It's you know, like sure. you said, it's I don't know. Who knows? Two other candidates: French Exit and um, mm. Emma. Right. Oh, um, Emma's so good, but these movies. I, I'm sad to see French Exit sort of sink like a stone. Like it, it makes me sad because I, I did think it was worthy. But you know, the, these kind of some of these movies, if the critics don't buoy them, if they don't notice them, um, then they don't have a chance of getting into the race. You know. Well, I think Michelle Pfeiffer gets into actress yeah, here easily, well. right? Right, right. Oh, for sure, they'll want her at the show, right? They want her at the show, so she'll get in. Uh, Carrie yeah, Mulligan. What's the show going to be like? Well, now Carrie, <laughs> Carrie Mulligan has to compete in drama. She'll get in, right? She'll get in easily. Uh, yes. So let's look at Globe drama is going to be Chicago 7. <laughs> they love Aaron Sorkin, so that's my number one for the Globes. Uh, Mank. Um, Nomadland. Nomadland, that's three. And then probably, I'm going to say News of the Ma World. Rainey. Ma Rainey. Ma Rainey. You have to think about what the Globes yeah. do is that they serve the studios. So they're going to be looking at Netflix and they're going to say, what what of your movies are we going to take? Yeah. And they're going to have to decide. Three. You know. Dang. So. Well, what I, about I just, the, Yeah, go ahead. What about The Father? And The Father. Because didn't they go big for um, The Two Popes last year? What was the studio for The Father again? Sony Pictures. Sony, yeah. I think that the well, father is going to do a lot better with industry voters overall than, than it's doing with critics. I'll put it that way. It's about, you know, dementia and a lot yeah. of these baby boomers, their parents are going through it right now. Oh, it's so good. Mm -hmm. so, I think, uh, I mean, we also mentioned Promising Young Woman. I think that takes one of the slots for drama, right? So Trial, No Man Land Bank, Promising Young Woman. I don't think it does, actually. No. no. Oh, wow. I don't think it'll get in for picture for okay. Globes. No, I'm terrible with the Globes. I, I, I only so. think that because I'm, I'm awful. I mean, it's possible, sure. I, I don't know that I think of it as a top five contender at this point. Oh, okay. But Thanks. the Globes are known for pushing in a movie, right? They're they're really yeah. good at that. And when people aren't expecting it, they push a movie in. So hmm. I don't know if it's going to be that movie or something else. You know. And Minari's not eligible, right? It's only eligible for in. Right, so right. Minari's not getting in. Sucks. But the list is getting smaller. You know, as we're closing yeah. in on the end of the year, our, our choices yeah. are narrowing. Um, sure. And and the Globes go bigger. They tend to go bigger than the critics do. So they're not going to just pluck some indie film out of the. So thing. no first cow, is what so you're no saying. First cow. <laughs> it's going to be something. I mean, I could. I honestly could see them. You know, in a different sort of year, I could see them going for like putting Midnight Sky in there. Honestly, 
um, if the plot wasn't so hard to follow and the film wasn't so sort of convoluted, like that would be their t- the totally the kind of movie that they would boost. That'd be um, another they do Netflix that a lot. movie. They, they, have, they have four really good uh, nominees and then they'll throw in a fifth one that's like a head scratcher. Exactly. Just beca- and, it, and, they, and, the, and it makes it in and you know why it makes it in just because of the people involved that they want to show right. up for the show and as you've been saying. So, either yeah. that or they like the director or whatever it is and sometimes the movie yeah. ma- mm-hmm. makes it all the way like Bohemian Rhapsody and mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't like um, that Tom Ford movie whatever that was that Tom Ford movie was Single Man? No, no, the, the one nocturnal uh, uh, animals. animals yeah. That one, it, that, that one. was one of their big picks that that got yeah, in, but didn't didn't that. end up. Yeah, and then Aaron Johnson got in for Oscar or something, right? Something like that. He I'm... won the Globe. Remember? Oh, he won the Globe. That's right. And yeah. lest we forget, then... the two actors for Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, which was sort of oh. shunned by critics in the Academy, yeah. did really well with the Globes. Remember, it won for Kate Winslet. It won screenwriting. It won the screenplay I love award. That movie. So. so I wonder if the narrative around Chadwick Boseman, you know, pushes Ma Rainey. I, again, I'm not a Globes expert by any means, but I wonder if, you know, if, especially if there's not going to be an actual ceremony with the stars, I wonder if that storyline becomes maybe the star. I don't know. I mean, judging from the past of what I know about the Globes and what kind of movies they pick, like but they loved Bohemian Rhapsody, right? So try to figure out why that is, and then you can figure out why they would, what movies that they would pick. They like movies with big stars. They like big American movies um, with kind of semi-easy to follow plots. Remember, you know, remember Babel? Mm-hmm. Like they loved Babel. Yeah. Like that. They loved Bugsy too. And they love Bugsy, right? They love these big movies, and so I mean, they even like remember, really remember, like ten years ago, they they nominated that thing that Angelina Jolie and Johnny Depp were in and got Best Picture <laughs> and Best Actor and Best yeah, Actor. Was, yeah, the Tourist, right? That the was tourist. in comedy, though. Oh, oh yes, it was so in comedy, it didn't count. right? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, honestly, if it, if it wasn't Netflix, I would almost say like Hillbilly Elegy yeah. had a good shot. But yeah, the fact that yeah. it's it's it Netflix, could, you know. But Netflix has so many movies that I don't think that yeah, they're going to. So, so you have to think about the different studios. So like Universal's News of the World, that seems like a no-brainer to me that they're going to pick that movie. They're going to have to pick and choose between the Netflix offerings because there are a lot of them. Promising Young Woman is focused. That's possible. Uh, obviously, Searchlight has Nomadland. That's a no-brainer. Um, but you know what else? Like the father, the father like screams globes to me. It really mm-hmm. does. Like it's I would so not be shocked if that got in for picture and director. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, in drama, I feel like that would get ahead of Promising Young Woman. They're not so good with like that kind of black humor. You know that. They're better with mm-hmm. sort of straightforward mm-hmm. right. yeah. dramas. Mm-hmm. You know. What about uh, who has Sound of Metal? Sound of Metal. Amazon. 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 And who be... who directed that again? Um, oh. Director is Darius Martyr. Yeah. Um. Maybe. That... Maybe they resurrect Ammonite. <laughs> <laughs> only for, <laughs> only for Kate Winslet. <laughs> right. Yeah. My, I That's don't neon. know. I, I don't know about that with them. I just don't. Yeah, um, no, I don't know. It's such a weird year. I mean, I, I yeah. can't. It's so hard to predict. It's it so is. hard to predict how it's going to go. And and we can only go by the things that we already know because we don't have 
the measures that we usually use, which is box office and, you know, for your consideration ads and all that. Like, Could uh, the, the Invisible Man make a play with clubs? I don't think so, personally, mm. no. no. Okay. But I could see the United States versus Billie Holiday, or would that yeah. go into... Um, uh, that's got to be drama if uh, Ma Rainey's is drama. It's in this, you know. I think so, especially since I think most of it's going to be, it's, it's a trial-based movie, right? It's about, you know, obviously yeah. it's about a trial, and so she's yeah. not going to be singing in the court. <laughs> the way I look, <laughs> like, oh, Pieces of Woman. Now, Pieces of Woman is a very yeah. globe-friendly film. It's another that... Netflix one, though. Oh, right. It's another Netflix one. But I love, I love Pieces of Woman. I would love to see that get more attention but that's the kind of movie that they will go for that sort of yeah. thing yeah. and yeah. if there hadn't been a controversy around him they would have nominated um yeah shia labeouf sure, yeah. supporting actor right that. right oh god what a nightmare this year is i feel like uh, what i said about this year's oscar race to this guy who called me for an interview i think with some i think it was jake coyle actually um it's like to me this this oscar race is like when a shipwreck you know, when a ship sinks and all the stuff that's on the ship floats to the surface and you see it all like, you know, it's like you can't make sense of it, but it's like shoes and dishes and, you know, clothes and stuff. And like the first episode of Wild, the wild <laughs> in the wild. I love that show. But that's what it's like. Like, that's what this year is like. Like, it's sort of exposing this this thing that we all do, this this awards race, you know, because it's the money train. I guess it's still there to a degree. But it's not like it usually is, which is it's it's propping up a whole industry, you know, from mm -hmm. the beginning all the way to the end. And they're they, you know, honestly, they probably should have canceled the whole thing this year. But the fact that we're still continuing to go about it is really just to keep the money flowing from one end to the other. And so, from yeah. I mean, as far as the 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 back padding goes i mean and the pampering and the coddling they it goes both ways the golden globes are notorious for being really big on you know the the um, swag bags that they hand out for right. people who attend and things like that right well Some they really i told stuff. you that an academy member contacted me on instagram and said i can't believe you're getting all this swag like what am i going to get some swag you know like i think people <laughs> You know, you get kind of comfortable in the stuff that you... I know that with Academy voters, they're very comfortable with those cushy screenings that they get every year, you know, mm -hmm. um, at people's houses with incredibly catered meals, like sitting next to Christian Bale, like... Uh -huh. And know, the Academy has pretty strict rules against what they will permit and what they won't, although it seems like they've loosened up a little bit in recent years. And, and especially as, because I think um, studios like Netflix just flaunt the rules. They don't care. They'll send you the $700 book about Roma. And they, don't, they don't care if it's a gift or not, you know. But <clears throat> the Golden Globes, um, excuse me, my voice is worse. Um, they don't have rules like that. They, and they probably have sources for their gifts that they don't even have to pay for the stuff that they're oh, giving away for sure like some of that stuff like yeah. that tom ford year where they got like i remember i can't remember what it was but it was a big scandal what it was that they got sent like perfume or something like it was really expensive and when you get that swag i mean it's influential you know uh yeah. you know that movie how it's like there are three movies with women in the title promising young woman uh, pieces of woman and i'm your woman <laughs> <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I'm Your Woman 
that they're sending out so much stuff for that movie. Like I've got so much wonderful swag from them, but the movie's not good. Did anybody else? I watched watch? about half of it last night, and I kind of dozed off. I was really late, and it was like three o'clock in the morning, so I was sleeping anyway. But I, I'm going to have to struggle through it. It's not really that good, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it has a crying baby like all throughout it. Oh, I, I just can't. That baby the, is so annoying, right? I couldn't with the crying baby. Like, no, I, I'm sorry, I have I mean, to turn this off. I can't watch a movie where a baby's crying in every scene. No, every single scene. And I know that's part of the point. I know that that's part of it. That 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 it was supposed to be exhausting for her because she's not equipped to be a mother. But I'm not equipped to be a mother either for two hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a mother, <laughs> and I am equipped to be a mother, and I still can't right. stand. What is that? Is it a thriller? Is it a detective thing? It's, what, a, it's a thriller. It's like a pulp fiction kind of thriller. It's real pulpy, like the kind of pulp that you might have seen back in the in the in the sixties or something or fifties even. It's a, and it, it's, in fact, it takes place in the seventies. It's set in the seventies. It's a really old-fashioned pulp um, noir kind of movie, and um, you have to you have to give it a try and see what to see what's like. It's it, it, I was I love that kind of movie, but I'm so I was really disappointed that it wasn't better. Yeah, um, but um, um, I like her, um, and Mrs. Mazo, but I, she's not good in this, is she? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch it. I, I found it just like First Cow, like when they killed the squealing pig. Like that was it for me. Like I couldn't continue watching it. And with the okay. <laughs> and with the I baby, I did make it halfway through last night. But but yeah, it doesn't get any better. The baby does not shut up. No, I, that's it. It's like, I'm sorry, but I, if you're going to make me watch, I'm not going to watch this movie if there's a crying baby. I am, you know, biologically predisposed to trauma when I hear a crying baby. So I'm not going to sit there and feel that way for, um, but I, it makes me sad. I wish I could watch it, but um, they're trying really hard to get that movie in, but uh, I just don't see it working out. Um, so they, those movies all have woman in the title. Yeah. Right. And, and then there was another movie that we that everyone is like wondering what's ever going to happen to it is the woman in the window. Uh, that I guess Disney yeah. is not, they're not wanting to show anybody what it is. I yeah. thought Netflix bought it. Oh, did they? Okay, right. Okay. I think Netflix yeah. bought it from Disney, but I, I may be wrong. All right. So I'm just going to say, like, as we close this out, I'm just going to say that, like, we've been through the first part of the Oscar race now. But we're about to enter as a new year. Like I think we have to get the Trump and our, the Trump election situation out of the way. I mean, it's mm -hmm. still this sort of looming, like, thing that like by January twentieth, Biden will be inaugurated, and that well, we all know that. But at the same time, it's like we all kind of wonder, it really, how bad's it going to get? Like, never... <laughs> is there going to be civil war? <laughs> like, what's going to happen? Oh, right. I mean, 99% but... chance he's going to be your president. And then there's a pretty a strong 1% chance that we're going to be in civil war. Right. right That's it. Like, and I, I, you know, there's no chance that Trump is going to be inaugurated, but there is a chance that, that there might be some sort of military confrontation i hope not but um i i'll i'll let you guys in on it well no i know one i'll tell you but um but the uh the uh they they are probably preparing for some kind of war on the trump side which is sad like i think i feel like biden could just stop all this if he just like tried to have a conversation with them you know and tried to like settle it and I think that everybody's just sort of hoping that it'll all die down and but I don't know that it will. Like I don't 
I don't really see that happening. I see people still believing that, that Trump won and Trump not helping by acting like he won, you know? So, but at, at any rate, I'm just bringing this up to say that by January 20th, Biden will be inaugurated um, and things are gonna change, you know, and, and the Oscar race is gonna kick into gear by then, the Golden Globes, and, and then it'll be February and March, and that's when the heat of the season is really gonna happen. Like, this isn't the heat of the season. Even though in years past it has been, it's not really. Um, we don't really know what are the winners and losers yet. You know, we just have the contenders. This is how the Oscar race used to be before they switched the date back. It was mm -hmm. always by December. You still didn't know who the Oscar contenders were. You know, not until the the following year because the Oscars were held in March, right? Right. So it was really January and February when you started to figure out, okay, well, which which were the best films of the year? So that's where we mm -hmm. are now. And ordinarily, uh, by the end of by 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 the end of December, we I'm already preparing myself for my favorite movie of the year not being nominated at all for on Oscar nomination morning, and so I'm already my depression is going to be postponed a, a month this year. Oh, which movie is um, that? I don't even know this year. I mean, Robert, well, Mank probably. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how how well or how well Mank's going to do, but but if it doesn't do well, I'm going to be really depressed. That's all, yeah. and so, um, but other 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 years it's been more more even more severe. We have like Carol and and um, um, and Lewin Davis and movies like that, you know. But anyway, I, I interrupted you, Sasha. I'm no, sorry. that's you okay. Both about, of those movies hmm. still hurt. Gone Girl still really hurts for me. <laughs> but uh, right. but the great thing is it'll all be over with, and then we'll be moving on. I can't wait for Telluride next year and. You know, hopefully we'll all get the vaccine and, you know, life will return to normal. My wife just got her vaccine uh, yesterday. She's a nurse. So great. She's, oh, that's great. She great. received hers. Wow. Are you, well, are you going to yeah. get one too? Uh, no, I think I'm last on the list. Oh. I'm a middle-aged male, so I think I'm last. But you're the I'm family of group. the first responder. I mean, of the essential yeah. yeah. are you a I don't think that matters. I also work from home, and I'm probably the safest I'm probably the least likely to get it. God, isn't that amazing that she got it though? Yeah, pretty awesome. How does she feel? Um, fine, just sore on the arm. Mm -hmm. Which it, one but... was it, the Pfizer or the Moderna? Uh, I don't know. I didn't ask. Oh. So. Oh my God, isn't it crazy? Like we're all just like dancing around this, pretending that it isn't. <laughs> it isn't yeah. even there. No, I really thought that my doctors in Lexington were going to give me mine this month, but they both called me just in the past two days and said they don't, they don't even want me to travel. They don't even want me to come for my appointment mm. in Lexington this month. They want to do it uh, to, uh, on Zoom, and so they can't give me a shot on Zoom. So I'm, I'm out of luck. Yeah, so, you're, you're definitely hoping. someone who should be getting it early, though, Ryan. You're a I'm kind of at risk, yeah, because I've just got the one lung and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, for sure. But, um, but I'm, at the same time, I, I never go outside. <laughs> so Same with me. I feel really lucky that I haven't gotten it, you know, because it does feel like it's encroaching. Like more and more people I know are getting it. But um, I know a guy who got it. But but I feel like, you know, my shut-in status has really helped me for for that reason. But at the mm, same time, I, I can't wait for it to be over. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess that's all we've got, you guys. And, and uh, about to watch this Apple show um, for On the Rocks. And um, 
Enjoy. Yeah, thank you guys for for talking, and I hope this was you know a good podcast and it was full of something, not just rambling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was good. I mean, it was really tight. I don't think you'll have any something. trouble editing it. It's really. I don't think you'll have to edit out much. Of it. Uh, all right, guys. Well, it's been great um, talking with you on our New Year's episode. And uh, I wish you all a happy New Year. And thanks for um, hanging out. And thanks for listening, audience. Bye, all. Happy, happy New Year. Year. Happy New Year. Right. Bye. Ooh.